RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. We are live for a Monday night edition. Excited to be back. Looking forward to connecting and finding out what's on your radar. What to have you guys been keeping an eye on. And of course, tonight, just from the very thumbnail itself, you can tell what we're going to be leading off on. And it happens to be the eviction slash foreclosure tsunami that's underway and how it is a direct result of the globalist agenda to execute their plan of making sure that no one owns anything. And unfortunately, I'm not sure how they're going to be happy with it, but we'll dive into that. I have about eight or nine or 10 articles. I'm going to try to thumb through briefly, basically to point back to who really runs the white house. And in my personal opinion, it definitely not the, you know, our politicians It's definitely uh, a lot of major corporations and in particular BlackRock or Larry Fink, just to be honest. But anyway, we're going to talk about that. So looking forward to hearing from you guys. And also, any new viewers, let me know where you're watching from. Uh, the goal is to provide you, the community, a chance to let your voice be heard. So I'm going to do a little ranting on my side, cover some stories, and then I'm going to open up the mic. And I'd love to hear from you guys. So let me know where you're watching from via the chat. And I would definitely love to acknowledge your presence. And thank you for joining us this evening. Let me make sure everything is flowing smoothly on my side. And then we can go from there. So let me check in here real quick to chat. And then I'll do a little maintenance and then we'll jump into some articles and find out what's going on. So we got Solo checking in with us. We got Dude Boy. We got Philman. Uh, what else we got here? Michael checking in. We got DC Precise. Uh, what's that? XRP Millions in the building from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We got the New York Redneck. Shane checking in on Facebook. Appreciate you, Shane. Uh, we got Just Perez from Pleston, uh, Pleasanton, California. How you doing, my man? Appreciate you for checking in with us. Miles, Miles in the building. We got Rusty checking in with us. All right. Fair amount of people here, man. Appreciate you guys for blessing me with your presence. We got Illinois Prepper joining us. Midnight Green from Philly. All right. Fair amount of people here, man. So I, I want to definitely hear from you guys, man. Our natural mother checking in. Colony from up in Canada. Uh, Colony says the fourth wave was announced in Canada. So you guys have a fourth wave. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, I'm curious to hear about that. Colin, give us a call, man. We'd love to hear your voice and see what's going on. And we got Bitcoin Phoenix from Northwest Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania checking in. Total Tropicals, Australia, down under, man. What, what part of Australia are you from? I'm um, hearing about Sydney lockdown. We got a couple other members uh, from down under that checks in every now and then. And I'm hearing things are not looking too pretty, man, but we'll love to find out in greater detail. So, yeah, let me start renting real quick. We got Jermaine from Phoenix checking in. Miles, Miles, thumbs up. Yeah, so right quick, if you guys don't mind, hit the thumbs up button, show your support for the channel, and hopefully the algorithm will kick in and notify a couple people, and uh, we can have more insight because the goal is to provide everyone here who's tuning in. You all have a unique angle as well as just unique experiences that's taking place in your environment that we need to hear about. That's how we stay connected and informed. So, all right, let me stop ranting. Get into some mainstream stuff here. Lay out some of these, my thoughts real quick, and then check in with you guys and uh, jump right in. Let me get my screen together. Okay. All right. So for those new to the channel, I want to make sure you guys are aware uh, as to how you can connect and find everything. So go to RethinkingTheDollar.com. I have reports, articles, news, you know, medals, you name it, all types of things to keep you informed up to date throughout the day, all relevant news stories, all the recent videos, recommendations. And then for those that are new to the community, I want to encourage you to test your dollar IQ. And that's part of the how to unplug for the monetary matrix five steps. And it starts with awakening period. Basically, just find out some simple things about the Federal Reserve note, a.k.a. the dollar that you were not taught in school. And that once you go down that rabbit hole, of course, you'll never look at a piece of paper the same because you would definitely from that point on want to get your weight up. And that's the model around here for those that are interested in uh, actually acquiring and holding something sound and real in the form of precious metals and, of course, anything else beyond that. And then for those who want to hang out weeknights, uh, every other week we do our off-air hangout where you get a chance to connect face-to-face -face and just dial back and let your hair down and, you know, rant with me on screen, man. That's a way to uh, get a chance to meet people out there in the community. So consider supporting the channel and you'll be invited to join us. And then all the places you can find RTD. Uh, we got mine, Bitshu, Gab, shit, BitTube, Library, you name it. Most important ones are the Discord page where I grab a lot of the articles from that we talk about in the evenings. And then also I want to encourage people to join a Telegram group because I think at some point in time in the near future, YouTube might not be too friendly. Therefore, I would need to make sure I can connect with everybody off air. So feel free to do that. And we can keep it moving. All right. So let's jump right in, man. Let me uh, put up some articles here, man. So, of course, uh, just today, how can you not hear about um, what we're being bombarded with? And it happens to be about the eviction situation. And it's like, man, 
you would think if the politicians really cared, they would have done something of some kind a long time ago. But yet, once again, this is all part of the plan, man. This is a part of the globalist agenda to begin the first steps. Like we're literally in the first inning of their 10 year plan to get to 2030, where they said you'll own nothing and be happy with it. And what better way to kick this thing off other than allowing people over for about a year and a half time frame to go without making any payments, getting that level of comfort, getting the government support, all designed to spur up the economy by spending, not necessarily taking care of your priorities in the form of your housing. Of course, everybody's situation is different. Some people could could not afford and some people could. But right now we're faced with an event that, uh, you know, it's literally couple million people, which is, is devastating because we already had a, a pretty serious homeless problem uh, well before now, but it's about to possibly get worse. And then you think about the fact that there's funds they passed to get to people in the form of aid, but it's still clogged up. So I got some articles here talking about how more than maybe 80 percent of the aid that was intended to go towards relief for, uh, I think, either the land, either uh, landlords or the uh, mortgage uh, owners themselves directly uh, didn't reach their destination. Why is that? Yeah, they purposely held that stuff up. Anyway, uh, let's dive right in, man. Let me get to a couple articles here. And so, if, if you know, of course, you couldn't, I could not help but notice this. I was, you know, getting alerted all throughout the day. But if you just type in eviction moratorium, eviction crisis, eviction something is trending everywhere you look. And of course, everybody's sharing their thoughts. We got the money GPS sharing his thoughts. We got people around the world. We got judges in every city, every state, every county trying to now figure out how they're going to deal with that. Because today I saw news stories where people were served papers. And of course, it takes time for all that stuff to play out. But yet, you know, definitely better leave. Landlords is following their following our paperwork to get people about it there right now. You got, of course, all the delinquencies and with the foreclosures is about to really ramp up. And it's all a part of the greater agenda. And so all we're going to hear about is the stuff on the mainstream story, mainstream, mainstream storyline about evictions. They're going to cry and do all that stuff and feel bad for everybody. But this is all a part of the plan. And one of the things that really caught my attention <laughs> was when I was searching through Twitter and I saw this uh, tweet here and <laughs> it talks about BlackRock. And of course, BlackRock is is been in the news for over the last year. But yet I actually pulled up a lot of extra articles just to dive deeper into BlackRock because I was familiar with them. But yet they've almost doubled their total assets under management within Trump's administration to this moment. And so this is where for my people out there um, that are skeptical of politicians in general, there is no left, there is no right, there's no blue, there's no red, there's no there's nobody out there really operating in your best interest other than yourself. And so when you dive even deeper uh, down this rabbit hole of trying to get down to the nitty gritty of what's really going on, and then you factor in the fact that BlackRock Larry Fink, who's the CEO of BlackRock, they are partners with the World Economic Forum. I'll actually put that up on the screen real quick. Let me see if I can find that right here. So BlackRock is a partnership. They're in partnership with the World Economic Forum. And of course, that means him and Charles Schwab or Claus Schwab are probably buddy buddies. They've discussed thoroughly how they're going to remove uh, property from uh, the world ultimately. But yet this uh, tweet that I saw earlier really got me to thinking about how I want to approach this tonight, because here we have the current Biden administration's team. And so when you have former BlackRock employees and of course, prior to now, it's always been Goldman Sachs and uh, a lot of the other State Street, a lot of the other two big to fail banks that were part of the Treasury, which is still the case. But here we got BlackRock ultimately calling all the shots within this current administration, whether in the White House or whether in a studio down and, you know, whether they're in Tyler Perry studio in Atlanta. <laughs> I hear a lot of people talk about uh, the studio in Atlanta. So it's wherever they located at, whatever, wherever, wherever we're hearing all these uh, news conferences from that look like Saturday Night Live skits. These three individuals here are heavily influential when it comes to the policies that come up out of there. And you better believe that these individuals are getting instructions from this man right here, Mr. Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, and he's basically calling the shots as to what, and him amongst other people, but his voice echoes very loudly in D.C. And it doesn't just start with the Biden administration is what I'm trying to get to. 
because under the prior administration, uh, and in I got a little let me find these articles here, and I have a couple other articles here that let me find them real quick. Uh, let me find them real quick. Uh, let me see. I don't have it here. Where is it? Anyway, it was another article that I meant to grab. But uh, so this this to do as well. And so well before uh, well before uh, Trump's administration, Larry Fink. And this is diving a little deeper down the history a little bit. I think I found some 2016 articles. But Larry Fink was anticipated and expected to be a part of Hillary Trump's uh, presidency. But yet something changed. And so he was slated to be the Treasury secretary. And so that basically made him the first individual, not a part of the globally globally systemic important banks to become a government official under under a president. But he did not have a chance to do such because Hillary Clinton did not win the election. So how did Larry Fink uh, work his way into the White House? He did it under Trump. And so as soon as Trump got nominated, Larry Fink became a uh, member of the Trump Economic Advisory Board. And of course, there's an article. This is it. I'm not sure. But Trump, let me see if I can find it. I, man, I uh, had too many articles. But the President Trump uh, basically did a good job of praising Larry Fink because he said, Larry Fink has helped me out tremendously. Larry Fink has made me a lot of money is what the article said. Let me see if I can find the article. Uh, let me see. Where is it? An industrial note. So I have to, yeah, I forgot some articles. But anyway, so there's an article I do have where, you know, Trump was basically blowing smoke up Larry Fink's butt, thanking him and praising him in the public, saying that, you know, Larry Fink's a great man. He cares about the American people. He cares about the working class. And then it was quoted saying, you know, Larry Fink made me a lot of money. He took care, he, he takes care of my finances. He's done me very well. I'm thinking like, mm, interesting. So one, on the one hand, he's for the American people, for the working class, but he also did you well. And now you're the president, president. So you bring him in under your economic advisory board to do what now? Oh, further uh, incorporate the corporatocracy that's currently underway right now with the basically the corporate takeover of America. And so Larry Fink and his cabal, which are these gentlemen here, they're in the White House right now calling all the shots. So what we're experiencing now is nothing new. What was it's to, it's to be planned for because who also happens to be buying up all of America amongst Bill Gates and all the other individuals? It happens to be BlackRock. And so there's articles out there circulating where uh, we, we all know what's going on. Let me find these articles real quick. Uh, so this so this is just another one here <laughs> that uh, who owns big pharma and big media? You'll never guess. But yet it's not too hard to find BlackRock and Vanguard pretty much own a good portion of all of these companies that are on the screen right here. JP Morgan, they own a good they own a good majority of those shares. And this article here is very detailed. And this is as of a couple of weeks ago off the, 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 the Defender. But as you go down and you read deeper into it, you find out how Vanguard and BlackRock, they are basically mutually owning each other, like 50, 60, 50 field like type of shares to where they basically keep it in the family. And then it goes even further to talk about how they own a good share of all the pharmaceutical companies that's also producing the jabs for the world. So anywhere it go, they're getting they're getting paid right now and they're keeping all those funds within a very small, tight niche group. And then an article goes on to even suggest and hint at you look at all these companies here that fall under the window of Vanguard and BlackRock. And it goes back and hints at the possibility of some oligarchy families that of course that information would, would never be public, but literally just through these two entities here, American houses will become property of theirs. And so from the time BlackRock uh, pre pre Donald Trump, they were, under five trillion dollars in assets under management and uh, including a variety of things and as of now as of like like last month i don't let me see the article i gotta do a better job of getting all my articles but as of now blackrock becomes pair so this is the article here where let me see if i can find that little quote real quick where donald trump was blowing smoke up larry finks but i do believe let me see where he is at whatever uh yeah I can't, i'm not gonna find it. i'm gonna waste some time but anyway so back to my point my point was before trump's administration blackrock was a, under 500 
five trillion dollars as of right now they are close to 9.7 trillion in a four-year time span so that's a little bit over a trillion plus a year now you better believe that all of dc pelosi's the mcconnell's the bernie sanders aoc and you name them they all are fully aware they are pawns in comparison to who's really calling shots and with the white house staff being made up full of black rock we got the director of national economic council the deputy secretary of treasury that's what right that's that's janet yellen's right left hand man we got the chief economic advisor for the vp and these people are definitely getting orders from larry fink talking into uh what's her name harris's ear talking into biden's ear or basically we all know that they're writing up the scripts and everything they say and so is it surprising that you know we have a situation where people will be will be kicked out of their houses and the banking sector will basically be swapping these things up so literally this current trench of housing that's about to hit the market of course there's long-term side effects to that because you have a lot of houses going up for sale or being foreclosed on that's also going to impact the housing prices of people who actually are able to you know maintain their house and not you know economy is not really affecting them much it's going to definitely affect their the value of their house as well so this could be the start of the bubble bursting if this infrastructure bill which is uh slated for over 1.2 trillion doesn't uh, pick up some of that slack which of course it will not so anyway i got more articles here but i'm not going to rant so here's another little something here worth mentioning real quick and so this is a uh, this is a very interesting little analysis from June, basically like a little little think tank came up with some interesting information here. But it says that's July 20th, there's 7.3 million homeowners who have been in COVID-19 related forbearance at some point since uh, on the onset of this pandemic, approximately 1.86 million remain in active plans, which means the other six or so million might be falling off. And it says under current expiration matrices, 65 percent of all plans, including nearly 80% of FHA and VA loans now are in forbearance. And we heard just recently that uh, the FHA and VA loans will probably get some type of subsidy or they'll get some type of some type of funds to help them cover up some of those losses. But at the end of the day, this housing situation, this eviction moratorium is just the first inning of where they plan on taking us because you better believe they're going to continue to push their plan on making sure that we own nothing and not happy with it. But anyway, man, I got a couple more because I can keep going, but I'm not. We can talk about infrastructure, but I want to open up the phone lines and give you guys a chance to, you know, share what's on your mind. Let's talk. And uh, we can just, I can jump back into some of the articles at a, at a later time. But phone lines are open, man. Let's talk. I'm curious to hear what else you guys keep an eye on. And if this, as I always say, there's 30 stories we can cover of which we can't get to them all. But I'm curious to hear what you guys have uh, on your radar. So uh, let me check in with chat real quick and uh, make sure the phone lines are open. And also from this past weekend, man, I just, all those articles, man, diving down a rabbit hole, man, just, I, I just reading those videos, watching those videos. Also, let me know if you had a chance to check out those videos, what you think, what you thought, what, all the good stuff like that. Tim says, I missed two lot of gas and the right to, to <laughs> yeah, uh, those days, my man, are, are long gone. I don't see two lot of gas. Uh, no time soon. No time soon. And I, as I've always mentioned, of course, for those that are new, the agenda is to create as much economic pain as possible. And it starts with the little and intangible things, things that we've taken for granted for so long, such as gas prices, such as little, little knickknack gadgets that everybody would normally purchase, which is, of course, increasing in price a little bit. And then also we're, we're here. I'm hearing more about uh, the tightening of the markets and how this current 1.2 trillion, unfortunately, <laughs> will not do anything. It's just more so hype and talk. And then I actually shared something earlier on Twitter. And so, yeah, give me a call. Missed some couple calls already. I apologize. Get caught up in my rants. But let me actually share with you on Twitter something that caught my attention because I heard the current infrastructure bill is approximately uh, about uh, what, but uh 2700 pages long and here's a little short breakdown of what uh, one of the news mainstream news stories was talking about and that's about 500 billion so where's the other half a trillion at anyway let's talk hello carl what's name we calling from it's miles miles from ny miles miles from ny how you doing my man what's on your mind tonight i'm good i'm good man 
Uh, just two thoughts uh, real quick. One is uh, for the people, really, you know, because with the lockdowns and everything, and a lot of people feel defeated, mm-hmm. like there's nothing we could do against that. Uh, just I just go back, and I remember, it's funny, because I was watching a movie the other day, uh, Scarface, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with Al Pacino and everything, uh, he went to work for one of the guys, and the guy was teaching him the rules to the game. But mm-hmm. one of them, which really resonated, was never underestimate the next guy's greed. You know, and yeah. we all think these people, the elites and all of them work with each other. And I, I don't really think that's the case a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I think they do what they do with each other out of necessity. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they're behind those doors, they're plotting against them, mm-hmm. each other. There's yeah. no honor amongst thieves, you know. And even if the, the people themselves aren't able to take them down, mm-hmm. I think that their own greed and the way they interact and live is going to be their own downfall. You know, they're going to they're going to backstab each other they're constantly it's just like the politicians and stuff like that constantly rolling over on each other tossing each other out mm-hmm. like DeSantis and all these other guys that you know all of a sudden are for the the, the people and people's rights and freedoms they, yeah. they, those people aren't really that they're rolling over on their their uh you know positioning themselves for future you know uh uh increases or right. future Keep higher positions yeah. where they can go a little bit higher you know, but I'm not going to shoot the off for but I, I think that's the way and that's the key. You know, yeah. it's their own downfall. If we play on them like they play on us, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I think I think they could have a, you know, a big problem on their hands. Yeah. But take it easy, Mike. Appreciate man, you, you know, let us show do what you do, brother. Good deal, man. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. Good point, man. Greed. Greed. Greed is, uh, man, it's it's. It's a just it's the way this world works, man. It's unfortunate that you would think that, you know, the Larry Fink's. And so for those tuning in, I just start off talking about how basically Larry Fink and BlackRock won the White House just because they got the entire staff basically in Biden's ear and Harris ear. And so you would think that there would be such thing as, as enough. But yet and when they're trying to reset the monetary system and then also further their power over humanity by enslaving us in many new forms. And that's the whole fourth industrial revolution where they're basically re they're trying to restructure every aspect of our lives to where we're that much more dependent upon uh, the government ultimately, but yet the government has been taken over by corporations. So um, yeah, corporatocracy in its greatest form. whatsoever if we can ever imagine. All right, give me a call. Phone lines are open and I'm curious to hear what you guys are keeping an eye on. Lots of subjects, man. Of course, I saw somebody talk about Canada on their so on their fourth wave lockdown. I'm watching videos about the events happening with uh, in Australia with uh, helicopters, you know, telling people to stay at home and you know people being arrested and all types of crazy stuff out there, man. Hello, Carlos. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Mike, man, it's King D again. King D, man, black, yeah. BlackRock's been doing that stuff, man. Like, I managed foreclosed homes mm-hmm. in the last crisis, and that's who we were selling them to, man. Like, yeah. the Black BlackRock was picking up all, like, kind of the the upper-middle-class homes mm-hmm. and McMansion-type style places, yeah. like, all over the Midwest, man. I even looked at jobs in Detroit and stuff, but there was so much work back then. But mm-hmm. the, the people that were buying up... Um, and it, it, it was way before it was on anybody's radar, but like there was all these Chinese investors, they were buying up all the inner city property. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's, that's 10 years ago at least. Yeah. And I mean, they were buying 300 a pot, like 300 houses a pop from just the bank I was working for. Yeah. And uh, a month, I should say. And uh, man, they've been doing this stuff and it, it, it's kind of weird, but it kind of puts things into different perspective when you look at it, mm-hmm. where that was when Obama was in office and pretty much, they were <clears throat> given free reign to do whatever and acquire all these assets. Yeah. Then you get Trump in there. Trump's pushing BlackRock. Yeah. And then he's the one also pushing the, the China narrative. Yeah. So it's like these corporations <laughs> are going back and forth with uh, in competition, but not really much change. Yeah, very true, man. And that's, uh, so I was reading up some articles earlier as to how I think BlackRock, initially really got in it really were they were accepted into the big boys club with the globally systemic important banks back in 2004 i want to say i saw they, they were starting to donate you know to campaigns i think about you know 20 million dollars was the first entry point to the boys club and then from 2004 onwards they were a part of basically every administration as you just mentioned and i think you know with the whole hillary clinton if she had become president we would have actually had larry fink himself as the treasury secretary of the united states of america that was what was scheduled according to you know, sources back then. So imagine how much worse things would be 
had he been a treasury secretary because everything they do every every strategy they have is all designed towards removing from the people and putting into their coffers so you know if they've been a part of the administrations all this time think about how much worse it would be if actually he was in it himself and of course he's working for i mean i'm sure a much higher people than himself so yeah crazy stuff man Hey, yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't think it really would have mattered who was in there. Like, yeah. I mean, the people that I worked with, like the older folks, mm-hmm. you know, like when I was I was in my early 20s and they were like 50 something been doing this stuff since like Reagan was in office. Yeah. They're like, man, this is just the way it is. They pump up certain spots. Mm-hmm. They crash everything down. They buy it up. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's even more than that. They push crack into certain neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. The next thing you know, the neighborhood's destroyed. Then they gentrify it. Yep. Prices go up. They, they cash out. They crash it back down. And it's just a, it's a complete cycle with right. this real estate. That's and true. Um, I don't know, man. There's a there's a lot of insight and a lot of weird stuff when, that you see in here on the ground. I mean, this is all years ago, too, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, man. I appreciate you for calling and sharing that insight, man. Thanks for keeping us informed. Appreciate you. Yeah. yeah no doubt, man. Be good. Talk to you later. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing new under the sun, man. Like a, a repetitive cycle. That's and that's interesting to hear from somebody who was a part of this, man. So it's just interesting how now everything seems to be magnified. And of course, mainstream media. And, and so just to piggyback on that, mainstream media, as I was saying here, you know, mainstream media is basically owned, a good portion of it is owned by BlackRock and Vanguard. And so when you have the primary um a corporation that's one of the one of many that's buying up every single thing they can. Wow. And, and, and we all know why, because we're heading towards the end game of this current monetary paradigm. And that's all a part of the reset. So literally the top clock is ticking for them to actually take as much as they can. It's like, you know, it's, it's a cash. It's a it's a tangible asset property grab for those that are in that billionaires boy club. Those that are closest to the spigot, because all this currency, as I mentioned, you know, 2016, BlackRock was about five trillion. Now they're nine point seven trillion, and so that four plus trillion of their profits or gains is as a result of this continuous QE and all the funds uh, that go back towards them, to where they're basically using all that to buy up real tangible assets and even overpaying for it. So, um, not surprising whatsoever, man. It's just a very alarming to say the least, because like I mentioned, it's. It's, it, even though it's been going on for quite some time, it feels like it's just the beginning because this is just people who were for the last year and a half led to believe that the evictions and uh, the moratoriums will continue on as if there will be no end date to it. But yet we all knew that it was going to come to an end. They've been kicking a can down the road. And as of right now, it looks like they're not kicking a can down no more. So there's going to become a, and this is just dominoes. It will just fall over because, because next month we got the end of the um, unemployment stuff. And that's going to be a whole nother can of worms because the true unemployment numbers are a lot higher than what we're being told because you have those individuals not even counted anymore. So there's going to be a, definitely an economic slowdown because if you're not giving out free cash, nobody's going to be willingly looking to spend. And this is all heading into the holiday season. So this is, yeah, this is not really looking pretty whatsoever. Anyway, phone lines are open, man. Give me a call. Here to hear what else is going on out there. And we got the infrastructure bill as well. You know, supposedly bipartisanship deal. I mean, these cats are just debt ceiling stuff. Just remove the damn ceiling and just go ahead and just let the damn thing rip. Like, just do what you do. Why Why they keep playing politics as if they actually care? It says, it as if the U.S. government and the Fed are enriching the oligarchs and corporations. But nah, couldn't that, could that be? <laughs> Good point, Ralph. All right, uh, let's get this call here. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Paul from Eugene, Oregon. Paul from Oregon. How you doing, my man? What's going on with you? Oh, not much. I'm just, uh, yeah, it's crazy. I, I was watching uh, all weekend. They were uh, getting all the homeless people off Venice Beach. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. I did not see that, no. <laughs> give, give. And I was like, what kind of game they're playing? Yeah, getting like they're, they're getting all these homeless people off, and then they know they're going to evict people, Yeah, you know, the so, next week. So what? what what's... I don't know. That's like, I don't where, know. where do you where, where do they go? Where do where do you send those people after you've you know got them up off the beach? So here's a, a here's, FEMA camps, FEMA uh, camps. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I heard about somebody a while ago called in and said that you know it's it'll be easier to sell people on these governments housing warehouses, i.e. FEMA camps, because they have no options, and you promise them a meal and a bed and you know heat then they'll be willing to come. So that will be a way to get people into, you know, the government property 
stuff, but they want us all in there. Yeah, I, I put up an article where as you're talking, it says how LA cleared most Venice Beach homeless camps and sheltered many unhoused people. So, yeah, it is a guy yeah, sleeping on a couch on the beach, man. Um, this is crazy. <laughs> did you see Michael Rappaport do a complete 180? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I posted that. Yeah, that was interesting, man. He went from being, you know, get your vax to now, like, I got my vax. What the hell? Make it mine. Or what the hell? You Do I commit it? Do I not? Oh, my goodness. These cats have no idea what's going on, man. And it's, it is uh, unbelievable. I got one more. If you saw uh, Macron, uh, the, did you see him spraying horse manure all over his buildings? Over his, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's about what I got. Hey, right man. Now. Appreciate you coming. Yep. You bet. God bless. You too. Oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Phone lines are open. Let's talk. Give me a call. Interesting times, man. Let me see here. Uh, Murray says, Nasara Jasara, the kingdom is manifesting in places and is way more sophisticated than NG. Uh, yeah. And that's where, you know, the Nasara Jasara, like I, I've, I've, you know, never really dive down that particular rabbit hole just because uh, that has more um hope hope to it as far as giving people back and lessening the government lessening the central controlled operations and putting freedom and opportunity back into people's hands which don't seem like that's going to be a part of the agenda especially with all this stuff going on because especially this last year plus more people have been you know introduced to the concept of, of depending upon the government and living off the government and this month the next month and the months beyond that they're gonna start winding that stuff back to create more pain i don't see that being hey, better I, for the humanity ricardo, how you doing man what's your name where you calling from ricardo from texas ricardo what's going on my man what's going on in your neck of the woods uh i don't know i just jumped on board with your uh live uh stream here and uh I was reading a report about uh, Puerto Rico and Florida tripping. You know the airlines. Oh, Spirit, and Spirit, the- Spirit Airlines. Yeah, they got they canceled two hundred and seventy-seven flights today. And they, one of my buddies I was talking to, he was supposed to be flying to Puerto Rico today. He said they canceled his flight because they're on strike here. I think at the airport in Detroit. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Well, hey. Get your weight up. Buy that Chinese you on, man. <laughs> For real. Hey, man. Appreciate you calling <laughs> in. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Be good. <laughs> yeah, that's madness right there, man. You got thousands of people stuck, can't get flights back home, wherever they're going. Chaos, man. And I, and I didn't read into the details as to why that is, but definitely not good. Definitely not good. Solo says, where's Pay Me Money Bags? Pay Me Money Bags, he be on Twitter, man. He be... uh connected on twitter a lot hello carlos name we call him from uh al from washington state al from washington state what's going on al uh not much love the show mike been following you for quite some time you Appreciate do a you. great job thank you my man what's going uh, on with you well uh me and my wife celebrated an anniversary last week so mm-hmm. we went to eastern washington okay congratulations and uh, thanks. Uh, she tolerates me. But uh, <laughs> any case, the assistant manager was serving us, mm-hmm. and we got to talking about what's going on in the world. Yeah. And this manager actually looked at me and said, we got our monthly uh, delivery. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was told by her vendor, don't yeah. expect this next month. We don't even know if we're going to have it. Wow. So okay. So that's a looming food shortage. You tell me. Yeah, and that's uh, that's straight to the point right there. You know, you, that's like a thirty-day window. You got a thirty-day window because next month we can't guarantee anything. And I wonder, like, is it because their inventory is low to where they won't be able to service them next month, or they're gonna have to dial back, or they're gonna close the doors, or I wonder how that plays out. But anyway, go it lets you know that in thirty days some stuff might be hitting the fan. That's what it sounds like for that restaurant. Yeah, yeah, and I've I've heard it from a couple of the local establishments in the community in which I live. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like uh, tomato paste, uh, jug uh, olive oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are commodities, yeah. and uh, when the commodities start to uh, get ugly in the supply and demand situation, mm-hmm. um, I think it's symptomatic of the big picture yeah. being in. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I agree, man. And that's why I think just from this, like the little rant over the weekend, telling people like, you know, really like given all the events that we foresee come, we, we like we foresee a lot of events. We got this current one today, evictions. We got unemployment. And then we got the what else? We got the Arizona situation, all that other stuff I named, you know, like that's not going to be good. They're going to definitely they're going to definitely they mean the orchestrator this. they're going to need some type of event to keep themselves ahead of the curve. If not, stuff going to hit the fan and. Yeah, they will lose control outright. So I think they still want to keep control of this for a little longer. So I think they're going to probably that cyber event was sounds like it might be right around fall. Sometime. I oh, agree. I concur, my friend. Yeah. And uh, I would tell all of those out there, pray. Yeah. Hey, I agree, man. I appreciate you calling, my friend. We're going to definitely end with some prayer like we always do. Stick around. Very good. Yeah, be good. Yeah, have a good evening. Thank you. Oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, man. Keep the phone calls coming in. Let me see here. S400 says, uh, how would you feel if China bought Cuba or did a defense trade deal with them, given the relationship it lacks with the U.S.? Biden introduced more sanctions on Cuba. No bueno. Um, yeah. So in that whole Cuba situation, of course, we, we're not getting as much information out there because apparently it looks like the Internet has been cut there. But the little bit of information that does come out, uh, from that island there, uh, you know, it's definitely chaos, man. I saw, like, I saw video footage um, where I think some entities are allowed to have footage because uh, they have a surveillance system down there where there's actually a Twitter account for some Cuban or Spanish surveillance company that actually posts people's uh, faces and stuff like that and housing certain areas, and they're asking the public who's watching. Does this look familiar? Call this number and, you know, basically snitch on whoever's in this picture. So they're trying to solicit help from outside on people inside. And so there is some Internet there, but just probably not in the people's hands. And, you know, for people who have not gone to Cuba over the last two two years or so, they might have had more telecommunications companies coming in and building up. But the majority of people you had to go to internet park. So, I mean, you, there was no Wi-Fi. There was none of that. You don't have no Wi-Fi in your house. You would just go to a park in your building, like in that, in the middle of the center. And it'd be people just sitting there on the, on their phones using the Wi-Fi Cause it was, it was provided by the government. So I would imagine that was, that was what was cut off. And that right there, that's, you know, a good, good chunk of the people was dependent upon government Wi-Fi routers at the parks or whatnot. So, yeah. Anyway, very sad. But uh, to to your question, what's interesting is how you have the left and some of the right crying for Biden to go in there and intervene. What exactly would they go in there and do? Because it's more than just that. It's more than about what we were being told. It has a lot to do with the jab situation, the fact that Cuba has their own jab and it's not a part of the mRNA technology to do what the globalists want to do. So um that probably is more up the line of what's going on and yeah ivermectin <laughs> ivermectin there you know ivermectin has been shown and proven to alleviate any severities of that whole strand any strand within a 48 hour period but you won't hear that on mainstream news unfortunately anyway ran too much give me a call let's talk what's on your mind give me some other subjects let's talk about europe man what's going on am i any any people in europe out there you keep an eye on let me know uh dr Moda says uncle cliff calling for biden admin to collapse in september that would be uh that would be that would be you know another event that would lead into the need for some type of an event around september 11 ish give or take yeah hello carlos where are we calling from hey mike this is uh I go by the name i bud i'm calling from massachusetts how you doing my um, man? what's on your mind I'm doing. I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. I just got to say, your show is uh, is really good and uh, is right in line with uh, brothers like myself and uh, uh, you know who stand out there on the street corners and uh, you know we preach um, the gospel of good tidings yeah. to hopefully. Well. So what I wanted to tell you about, right? Because I know you talk about um, you know buying gold and uh, hedging against this uh, coming. Uh, uh, economic crash. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to say, Mike, that, um, you know, um, it, it will be good to withstand the brunt of what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But in the end, um, what's no really going, to, 
well, it's not going to do you any good because what right. they're going to do is they're, they're using this entire event, mm-hmm. this whole COVID-19 is just the guys to bring in their new world order. Right. And uh, simply put, what they want to do is institute the RFID microchip, which mm-hmm. is the market, market of beast spoken mm-hmm. about in Revelations yeah. 13 and 16. Mm-hmm. So this is why they're making a push to do away with the, the dollar. Mm-hmm. And this is why they're making a push. Um, you know, they, uh, they, they, uh, cryptocurrency exploded mm-hmm. and it's all a, 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 a snare and it's a trap to uh, uh, it's a term that uh, in, the, in, the, in the true community we use called gradualism mm-hmm. and what this is doing is introducing people to the idea of not using money and uh, using uh, cyber money mm-hmm. all right? right and uh, you know when they had the lockdown they, they put up their 5G infrastructure mm-hmm. and um, uh, this is all to connect everybody to uh, you know, the grid per se, so right. that uh, what they want to do is, is they really want to play God. They want to have control over everyone's life and have everyone be a servant right. and a slave to them in this coming new world order. Right. So uh, I just want to say, Mike, um, you know, uh, your show is spot on, but you got to be spiritually intact because that mm-hmm. is the only thing that is going to save you. It's going to take divine intervention yeah. uh, to withstand the things that are coming. Because you got to remember, uh, they have these UN troops, these Blackwater troops, mm-hmm. these FEMA troops, mm-hmm. right? And they got these FEMA camps. So they have concentration camps already lined up. Right. They set the narrative for the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of these different things are coming. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the book of uh, Second Edris, but you can read chapter 6, mm-hmm. 9, uh, 13. 16 and it talks about all of these plagues and uh, these different things that are getting ready to come upon the earth yeah. so um we're we're, uh, we're in that time you know where um where we're getting ready to see this world be phased out and we're getting ready to see the elites uh over there uh you know the central bankers as you will call them mm-hmm. um but they're the ones that run the society and they're getting ready to try to institute their new world order yeah. and uh, uh set up their uh, new kingdom yeah. but um Appreciate you know you, i i, I I know you've heard about, and I'm going to stop ranting because no I know problem. you got other callers. No but, problem. Um, this is this is why you see the UFOs, right? Mm-hmm. You know, this is why you see um, there, there's a sudden increase uh, of UFOs around the earth because the scriptures talk about that um, the Most High will begin to visit the earth in which he made, and he's going to mm-hmm. show signs and uh, great wonders. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I know this might be a little hard for you to believe, but the UFOs, Mike, are the chariot to the Most High, and that's how we're going to be delivered mm-hmm. out of this thing, uh, alluding to uh, Wisdom of Solomon, uh, the fifth chapter. Mm-hmm. Um and, and that's really uh, uh, that those are the vehicles that the angels ride in, and they know that. And this mm-hmm. is why they see the increase of those presence of, of these so-called UFOs, mm-hmm. and now it's got them panicking. Mm-hmm. So um, this is what this all is alluding to. This this all points back to the Bible. All right? It all goes back to the scriptures. Yeah. Um, and that's right. what this whole thing is really about, Mike. I so, agree. you know, you're a good brother, man, and I just I pray that you get right, and I pray that you— um, you know, uh, you know, I, I just pray that you, uh, you know, you, 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 you uh, get right and you understand uh, what's going on yes. because you're spot on uh, from a, you know, a carnal sense. Mm-hmm. But spiritually, Mike, mm-hmm. you know, you got to tap into the scriptures and you got to tap into your heritage. Yeah. All right. Um, so, you know, I'm going to pray for you, brother. You, you do good work. Do. And I'm going to keep watching the show. All right. All right. Be good, man. Thanks for the call. All right. You too. Yep. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. We got a lot right there, and so I'm I, I'm I'm familiar and with some of those angles that you're referring to, and so I personally, in regards to my spiritual walk, I, I love that uh, revelation that you're sharing. I haven't come across that yet, so I believe that if it's meant for you know something for me to partake in, that the Lord will definitely reveal it to me. So I'm all ears, and of course, this is the people's talk show, so I want to hear everybody's perspective on where they think we're at and where we think we're heading. But ultimately, I, I'm a I'm an individual that uh, likes to keep it uh, w- within my scope of uh, revelation, what the Lord has revealed to me. So um, I'm definitely open to expanding my horizon. So thank you for, you know, elaborate that on, on that for me, man. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hey, what's up, Mike? It's Tim. I'm calling from Oahu, Hawaii. It's Tim. pretty nice out here. There's no graphene in the sky. Aloha, my man. Um, <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, hey, I- I'm doing all right. I wanted to uh, to put a thought out there. Yeah, um, right. I, I, I'm on the Wall Street Silver, as a lot of other people are. Mm-hmm. And over there, we kind of believe that there's a way that we can stop this whole scenario from happening mm-hmm. if we just take a bunch of that 
silver out of their hands and kind of clip them at the heels yeah. to where they can't run their technology with all the silver that's going to take to, uh, you know, run the show, yeah, so to speak. So, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if that would be a viable solution to all this because they got the guns and everything, but mm. they're going to need the silver to run their operation for sure. Yeah. That's, that's just all I had to say about that. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Thanks for calling in. So yeah, so as far as uh, you know, removing silver from the system, definitely, and I, and that's where like you know, to, and this hits a little bit on the caller before, like you know, gold and silver definitely is a great uh, way of preserving what you've already worked hard for, and it offers you a chance to be able to preserve what you're anticipating being able to use in the future. But given all the circumstances we're up against, you know, I'm of the mindset that as the pressure intensifies. And, you know, if the governing structures, along with their evil forces, continue to step overstep their boundaries the way they have, I, I don't think, you know, metals down the line will really be important to anybody just because you're going to also be concerned with your with your with your overall health and those that will be trying to force things upon you. And then on top of that, I, I think, like always, whenever the forces started to squeeze in, it's automatically like self-preservation and where at that point you're just trying to survive to where, you know, prospering and profiting off of this. I don't really see many people doing it in a way that uh, we all thought prior to this experience that we would be able to. So the game is definitely changing. And I think that's where it comes into play of literally, as a caller mentioned earlier, getting, you know, getting your spiritual account in order because it's not about this life. Ultimately at some point, maybe sooner than other sooner than later for others, you know, a lot of people, and this is not necessarily dark and gloomy, but in a realistic sense, I think between now and the next five to six years, and it's even a part of their plan, just through participating in the in the in that program, a lot of people won't be here because we don't even know beyond the first couple of months or a year the long, the short term side effects to participating with those double dosages, and so a good portion of the population that have already participated may not be here. And if that is true, God forbid it is, because I, I know I have family and friends that decided to go that route. You know, God bless them. And, you know, the Lord, of course, they're they're in good hands regardless. But yet think about the impact of the economy. Uh, if, you know, for some reason there is a massive loss of life on the planet, you got all the, you know, you got a lot of people who have large stashes of all types of stuff, houses and cars, all the, the wealth of the center, as the Bible says, is laid up for the just. And it's going to be a that's going to be very uh, harsh on the market. That's a that's a deflationary event all in one, because you're gonna have a, a a plethora of houses, cars, and all the assets that people have worked all their lives to save up for, all of a sudden available. But you know the demand. I don't think it's necessarily going to be there because people won't really be concerned with their financial matters if we get to a point like that. So, yeah. Anyway, it's it's a tough it's a tough subject, man. But um, yeah, let's keep it moving. Phone lines are open. I definitely uh, want to hear from you guys. So let's talk. So somebody should be shipping American guns to France. The French will actually fight. Yeah. And I, that's the thing. Like we're witnessing nations that have already forfeited their rights to protect themselves via um, uh, bearing arms, that they are the ones that are out, out right now in the streets protesting. There's all types of protests in UK, France, Italy, Greece, stuff we're not even seeing on TV of people out there literally they're, they're 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 letting their voice and to be heard and that's uh and at some point it's unfortunate that by the time we if we in america get to that point it'll probably be too late unfortunately but uh yeah it's just the idea that macron has already told them you will participate you will get your passport or you won't work and then speaking of which um after all this is said and done, what do you think will be the fate of Dr. Fauci? You think will serve any jail time? S-400, great question. I, it all depends on who's in charge. And based upon what we're seeing now, if Fauci is still considered the America's leading expert on this experience, even though all the people are experiencing the truth come out because people are being told that now, even though you participated, you got to wear a mask. So everybody's starting to question the narrative. But yet, as long as the mainstream narrative is still controlled by the powers that be and people are not feeling the economic pinch, no one's, nothing's going to change. So he definitely will remain the primary advisor to the administration. And I think the worst of all of this is that there's still an overwhelming amount of people that think that, you know, President Trump 
is going to come back or do something or they're going to recall the election and start, you know all that stuff it's too late don't don't forget trump is the one that signed operation warp speed in the being he's the one that signed for the pre-order of pfizer moderna astrazeneca and johnson and johnson he signed for all that and as i start off for those that's jumping in late uh larry fink and uh you know the the black rock cabal that's running the white house those individuals are calling the shots in dc like they are funding politicians politicians they're all bought and paid for as i've always said and they are the ones that are taking the hush money and the slush fund money for their for their families and their future generations with with very dis, very little disregard to the american lives so there's nobody out there looking to to do anything i, I don't believe in the white guy you know, the white hats and you know, all the good guys and bad you know no they're all in on this because they realize what's at stake here if they and this is sad to say but you know we all know what they're up against you got 104 trillion quadrillion and everything else all of these liabilities all the way down to the very peak which will be silver and we over the last 11 to 12 years we've had the advent of a new technology that everybody seems to be loving but in an environment where there's no political structure and there's social and societal chaos and the economy is completely non-existence i'm not quite sure you know how that's going to be beneficial like we got michael Saylor says hold bitcoin for 100 years i'm thinking like it's the first is version one is 1.0 of, of the technology. I don't think it's going to be like that. And then I'm ranting. But <laughs> after watching those videos and also for those tuning in, let me know what you guys think about the videos from this weekend. Um, and so they're in the discord page as well as on a telegram page. Reason I didn't put them in the video directly is because the person that created them got kicked off YouTube. And I'd imagine, you know, that's not something that will be very good for this channel with a little bit of life. I do have left on here, but after listening to how far advanced machine learning really is, and then you factor in the gentleman that was interviewed, he, you know, was a person who had a little bit of access to like level four, level five, you know, security clearance type stuff. And the fact that my man, you know, using himself as a guinea pig to study the nanotechnology and, and just what's going on with, the, you know, with the vaccines, he and he got us, you know, he actually participated. Cause he know he's about to die. So he's like, let me go ahead and study myself and see how far along this stuff is. When you realize how far the deep machine learning and the AI stuff is that they are literally, they are the internet. They're, they're in the ethernet. Like the, the ethernet is like the blood bloodstream for these AI programs that are just massive. They like there's eight or nine or so that runs governments apparently according to this information. And I'm thinking like the, from the way he was talking, it makes cryptocurrency sound so small and so trivial. Like if, if, if the deep machine, deep machine learning algorithms are so far advanced, if their level of operation is so far advanced beyond human comprehension, why, why wouldn't they be able to have the quantum power to solve the greatest mystery to all of blockchain you know, programs, which is the private keys? <laughs> You know that 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 thirty two thirty six phrase is a is a problem waiting to be solved for all this decentralized stuff, and that's why I think ultimately in the end central banks aren't really too concerned with the longevity of the decentralized stuff because I believe that they probably know at some point in time they're either going to regulate enforce or through sheer instability of the economy. The people won't really be really be able to put those things to use down the lines. And, or, and I, I could be wrong, but that's just my two cents there. Um, Robert McKenna said, yeah, the, the bloodstream of the beast. Very true. And that's another thing. Just going even deeper to that video, um, how the, the artificial intelligence, the Internet of Things, virtual reality, augmented reality, all that stuff that's that's currently present now. It's way more advanced than what we're being told. We're just getting snippets like Facebook octopus, you know, the virtual reality. We're just getting snippets. They already have stuff that creates, you know, super soldiers. And, and you know, me and Mario did a video uh, about what's inside the World Economics Forum, World Economics Forum analysis on things that they are preparing for. And it had all types of crazy stuff. <laughs> I can go on and on and on, but I'm not. But anyway, so. <sighs> 
just when, when you get to the when you go down a rabbit hole, man, it just it, it expands your imagination and really gets you thinking about is the unimaginable really that far fetched now? Like all the sci fi movies, is it really fiction at this current moment? I mean, that's how serious the level five clearance government operative stuff might be these days. And then you factor in um, how that in that interview I'm referring to, the guy I was talking about, you know, he, or the, the chick interview him said that, you know, he actually had an encounter with, you know, an artificial intelligence that was, you know, inside of a, a, a extraterrestrial ship, which at this current moment, I'm a, I'm I am a believer of there being forces outside of the natural realm. And of course, I think it has a lot to do with the spiritual element of things, whether it be the celestial beings or the demonic beings. But, you know, the, a lot of that stuff is the technology exists because, you know, the, the devil's, you know, he's not dumb. You know, so he 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 has done a lot of things in this realm that, you know, our mind can't probably conceive. But he's in order to prepare his arrival in the form of the Antichrist and the beast, which is probably already here. To make it well known or make it popular, he he's gonna definitely use technology, put it like that. I believe. Anyway, that's just me. But anyway, let's get the dial back, man. I can rant forever, but it's always good to hear from everybody. We got the CBDC stuff coming. Um, D3W. Um, so in the video I did, so beneath this video here, uh, the Telegram group, I put two interviews that was suggested to me from somebody I respect, somebody I've interviewed before, somebody that you know reached out to me after my little rant on Friday. And it was like, Mike, you know, you're, you're right there. You're not too far away. Just go re watch these videos and you'll, you'll, you'll be even more informed. And I've watched those videos on Friday and it just further expanded my mind to where, you know, the rest of my day was like, damn, I'm thinking. Because once you go down that sci-fi world, you just you know, there's more stuff comes of like, man, is this possible? Is this for real? Is this are these people for real with this? So the video just, you know, the links beneath. If you go to the Discord page, go to the videos tab and it'll be up there somewhere. And uh, you can get information there. Uh, Tim says, Mike, have you ever heard about the mark of Cain and the theory behind white people? Why, why, why white people are white? Um, Tim, I have not heard of that theory there. You know, feel free to, you know, let me know in the chat or shoot me, join the discord, join a, a telegram and shoot me a message. I'm curious to hear more about that one. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, let me know because I'm not familiar with that. And as I mentioned, there's you know too many rabbit holes to dive to dive down. I just stick to the ones that are drawn to my interests and those that I feel like I'm you know, more suitable to you know speak on. But yeah, we can go deep with this stuff. Um, let me see here. Some more stuff here. Viminas are the ancient UFOs, aren't they? Mark, I am not sure. I've never this this show started off talking about monetary and, and the financial issues. And it just as of late, you know, you, you can't not talk about all these things because they're all interconnected towards the taking us towards that end goal that they uh, want to. So. All right. Let's take this last call. Then we'll get ready to dial back. Hello, Carlos. Where are we calling from? How you doing? Mike? Just pay me money bags. Pay me money bags. I, I saw a request in the chat for you earlier, man. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm blessed. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. Good, doing good. Good to hear your voice, man. What's, what's what you keep an eye on these days? Man, I'm really just in the cut. What I've been doing is just really prepping my family, teaching my kids. There's a lot mm -hmm. of things that we don't talk about. Yeah. Uh, is we talk about family and stuff, but we don't talk about oh, we passing it on to our children and letting them know. So yeah. When the stuff hit the fan, they actually have a clue to what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Come here, Tim. Come over here and yeah. all this. Yeah. Like, you, you actually have a plan. I've been stocking up on commodities, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, this is the best time for people to start buying the extra toilet paper. So, man, whenever me and my wife go to the grocery store, we just, what we normally get one of, we get two. Mm -hmm. If there's one chicken, we get two chicken. One roll of toilet paper, we get two. We just double it a little bit. So, therefore, we won't get caught in the mix. Right, right. Understandable. Doubling down, man. Doubling down. I get that, man. Same here. Same here. And I, I think everybody is awake and aware. You know, the, every, I think everybody kind of feels that sense of urgency of like, man, something's, you know, because everybody's feeling something. They're, they're hearing from all types of commentators. Something's coming. Something's coming. I think a lot more people are definitely taking this serious now and, and, and getting a little bit extra, I, I think. So, yeah, it's, not, it's definitely not going to get any cheaper than it is right now. That's for sure. For the worst case scenario, get it for just because it's cheap as it's gonna be. 
Yeah, it's about as good as it gonna get. So I just it ain't too much I can tell people. I didn't do enough talking. Like I said, if people if we're not gonna come together, it's gonna be pointless. So yeah. only thing I can say is tell people to get their households in order, teach your kids mm-hmm. to have a clue to what's going on. Yeah. And uh, like you said, double down. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. Enjoy your night, man. Yeah, have a good one, man. Yeah, be good. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff, good stuff, man. It's always good to hear from the community, man. So for those that are a part of the community, man, appreciate you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Definitely, you know, I want to encourage you guys for those that are sticking around. The link's below on the Discord page. That's where the community gets a chance to hang out. Feel free to hang out. So as soon as you get off here, I usually go over there and start chatting with people. And, you know, you come across videos, you come across news articles, you got stories that's happening in your neck of the woods. Go to there. And put it in the Discord in the different categories. You got news, general, Discord, video, crypto, metals, you name it. And uh, keep us informed because that's how we learn and stay in touch uh, with one another. So, and uh, what else? Other than that, man, get ready to dial back. I appreciate everybody for taking time to join. Uh, hit that thumbs up, share your support for the channel. And then also, yeah, keep pressing forward, man. Uh, we are in very interesting times, but it's exciting. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited more than ever because I think that this is the greatest time for you know, God's children to really manifest and really show forth, you know, the light that we've been holding on to. Like, I think our faith, it will, <laughs> it has never been more important than it is now, but it's going to be tested. It's going to be tried. And that's why I think, you know, and when double you double down in the natural things as far as preparing as best you can, but also double down on the spiritual side of things, man. Like I really, I really been, I just can't help it. I've spent more time in the word just because I know I need to, you know, plant them seeds now because I know I'm going to need them sooner than later. But yeah, definitely get in the word, man. Strengthen yourself up. And also, having faith really is not all about you. It's more so what can God do through you? Uh, pay me money bags. Blessings, my friend. Appreciate you for the love offering. It's more so, as pay me money bags mentioned earlier, you know, getting your house in order, but also continue to, to, to reach out to other people, man. Because think about if you were on the outside, completely oblivious and not knowing, but still having some questions. You would want somebody to reach out to you to try to, you know, hey, sow some seeds into your life in a spiritual sense as well as in a natural realm. Was like, hey, man, stuff is happening. Check this out. Gonna go check him out. Read this. Look at that. Just so it gives people a choice, man. Because as of right now, a lot of people have bought into the narrative that we're going back, and we're not going back. We're going forward, but going forward is going to be different than whatever what it has ever looked like in our lives. And I think it's going to be uh, very interesting to see uh, how this plays out. And uh, I think along the way. God will still get the glory in all of this. So stay posted, stay true. Uh, Jay says, I just posted a video from 1985 on the Discord that hits on your videos from this weekend. Jay, appreciate you, man. I'm going to check it out. Uh, Union Union says, the vax is not FDA approved, only the emergency use only. Very true. And unfortunately, the third tidal wave, and this is my how I'm going to log off with this one, the, the last, the third tidal wave is that even though it's emergency use authorization, employers that participated all corporations businesses small ba whatever sba and i didn't verify this yet but they're they're going to end up changing the rules on those ppp loans basically saying that you know we're going to probably do a little audit if you don't go ahead and put some pressure on your employees to participate so employers corporations they will definitely and as it will you already saw i think google facebook and they have already talked about in order to come back you got to participate so now, the next third tidal wave is going to be using corporate America to enforce people to participate as well as universities, schools, businesses. And then that's going to create a whole nother issue because that's going to also incorporate more people into the category of the uncertain futures. But then also it's going to cause a lot of people to remove themselves from the workforce, creating a, a, a drain or short and long term strain on the economy because if people aren't earning, they're not going to be spending. And then on the long term side of things, if the people have health complications, you know, that's going to be, you know, trillions of dollars that's going to be trapped in a system or whatever. So anyway, I'm done ranting. Man. I can do this forever. But anyway, for those that are tuned in, man, we always end with some good news. And of course, the good news is just regardless of what we're experiencing, Jesus is still on the throne. He's still king and Lord of all. And regardless of what we're experiencing now, he knew about this well before we had any clue about it. And because of that, he's also made a way for each and every one of us to get through this regardless of how we might interpret it or how we might see it in Christ, you will win flat out. There's no question in that. So with that being it, people just, just close on the word of prayer, man, for those that are part of the community, you want to pray, definitely stick around because, you know, 
there's an opportunity just to share your faith with others. And then also for those that are not sticking around because, hey, we love you anyway. We want to definitely you know, pray for you and pray that the Lord open up your heart that you, you know, come into the family, man, because it's good on this side. Anyway, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come together tonight as a community, Lord. We ask you to do great things in the lives of everybody that's tuned in right now, Father, that you bless their household, Father, that you bless their finances, that you give them wisdom and insight, Father, on how to conduct business on your behalf for the kingdom of heaven, Father. We thank you, Lord, that we are light that shines bright. Allow us to have the courage and the boldness, Father, to step up and stand on what we believe and to share our faith with others so that we can further expand your governance, Father. We thank you, Lord. We are we right now as a people, we're suffering from a governance issue because the enemy who is this ruler of this world has infiltrated every entity around us, but there's hope because your spirit is here inside of us. We are your temple and we will definitely manifest and give you glory and to shout, man, how I just shout about how good you are, Father. We thank you in advance for all you've done. We ask you allow those that are not a part of the kingdom that you touch their hearts, Father, draw them into the kingdom and let them experience the saving grace as well as the blood of Christ that washes away our sins, Father. And we just thank you in advance for all that you have done. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, people. That's all she wrote, man. That is all she wrote. Back at it again tomorrow, Lord willing. And uh, between now and then, see you guys later. Stay prayed up. Connect with us on Discord as well as Telegram. And uh, looking forward to hanging out with you guys tomorrow. Peace.